What is up, gorgeous soul? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Embodied Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Meads, and this week we're diving deep into what I stopped doing to create a multiple six-figure brand. This is a little bit of a tough love moment, but I promise you listening to this is surely going to awaken some fucking fire in you, and I'm so excited for you to dive on in. Let's fucking get it. What is up, gorgeous soul? So excited to have you back here today. Before we dive into all the juiciness around what I actually stopped doing to create a multiple six-figure brand, I just wanted to share about how friggin' excited I am about the different things I've got going on in life right now. You may or may not know that I'm currently in a container working with Africa Brooke, and if you don't know her work, you need to run to her Instagram right now. She is so amazing. And this mastermind experience that I'm in, I can just feel this deep fire igniting within my body, within my heart, my soul, my mind. It's all coming together. And I'm really stepping into this season, this new chapter, not even a season because a season almost implies that it's temporary, a new chapter of my existence where I am really allowing myself to uncensor my expression, to allow myself to become deeply fucking liberated within who I am and what I do. And being a part of her container, Courage Over Conformity, is just awakening so much fucking fire in me and I just needed to share that with you because I just came off of a group call and I'm just feeling so ignited and alive and I just feel so deeply honored for the incredible humans that I get to learn from and grow from and there's just something so uh, undeniable about being immersed in a container with a coach, a facilitator, somebody who just awaken something so deep within you beyond beyond what you can even give words to and I feel very grateful for my willingness to consistently immerse myself in the spaces that are there to help me grow and expand and so I just needed to share that with you because whoo feeling so grateful I'm also drinking some cacao right now and if you know me I'm all about cacao and I'm just mm, delicious So let's get into it. Here is what I stopped doing to create a multiple six-figure brand. And I feel like this is a bit of a tough love moment. And it's necessary because I feel like we live in a reality where people are addicted to comfort and being coddled and it always being soft and easy But I want to share with you these really important pieces that I believe are going to help you this year in in scaling your business and stepping into more embodiment within your leadership to really really becoming more of the type of person that you know you're here to be. So these aren't in any particular order, but... Each of them are extremely important. So the first one here is I stopped relying 
on how much money I make, clients I sign, or how well my launches go to make me feel good about myself. Because if your entire identity is wrapped up in how successful you are financially, you're going to be in a constant roller coaster emotionally, and it will take a massive toll on your mental well being. And in this, I adopted the identity of the type of person who is successful because I am alive. My success does not come from external people, places, money, or things. My success is actually how I feel on the inside. And then I bring that vibration of fullness, of wholeness into all that I do. It's really this piece around understanding that nothing outside of you will truly enrich you in the way that you seeing yourself and feeling present and secure and fulfilled within yourself will. And so there was this dismantling and this continual dismantling of, I don't, I don't chase success. I don't chase money, but money fucking chases me. Success chases me and loves to be around me. (laughs) And so success to me really tastes like this experience of peace in the morning before my feet kiss the earth like a warm drink as I slowly ease into the day it's the fulfillment I feel overflowing from the top of my head to the tips of my toes when I look in the mirror it's the sound of laughter from playing with my husband in the middle of the day or making love in the middle of the day it's the freedom to go on adventures in the forest on a Wednesday afternoon When I'm truly living and I feel present with the magic of my life, I'm even more magnetic. I sell with so much more pleasure. Soulmate clients DM me feeling ecstatic to invest in working together. What I create feels rich and how I support people is so powerful. So I encourage you to make fulfillment one of the most important things in your fucking life and watch your whole world change. Now, the other piece I have here for you is I stopped feeling like there was something wrong with me. That's a big one. And I actually started to embrace the full spectrum of my humanity. It was really common in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, which was just over five years ago. To feel like I had to be super high vibe 24-7 or else I wouldn't get what I desired. I thought that if I was launching a program or, you know, selling a particular service and I had a hard day or that I had blips of self-doubt that everything would just crash and burn, right? There's like that conditioning, that piece around, oh, I need to be this specific shiny aspect of myself all the time to get what I desire, right? It's like this good girl programming. And it's so, it's such BS. So you can just like take a deep breath, sigh with relief. (laughs) It's total bullshit. I believe that if your business can't hold your humanness, then it's not a sustainable business. Like I've made multiple five figures in a launch 
and the depth of grieving. I had made six figures in 54 days, all while having one of the most intense awakenings of my life where I was experiencing so many panic attacks and healing from a surgery. It was a lot. But I believe that I make and receive money regardless of my emotional states. And it's important that you know that all of you is welcome here. And you're a better leader when you actually embrace that. Another thing I stopped doing was I stopped trying to convince myself why I didn't need to invest in the spaces my soul desired to be in. There are so many moments where your soul is like, I know that receiving this support is going to be deeply transformative for me. And then your mind goes, well, I don't need that. I can just do it myself, whatever. I don't need that right now. All of which typically, not always, but typically is a form of self-sabotage and you trying to keep yourself in what's familiar. Betting on yourself and investing in yourself is the safest investment you could ever fucking make. And of course, as I've, I've talked about this so many times, but I'm going to say it again. Of course, you don't need a coach, a mentor, or a specific program. You can totally fucking do it on your own. However, one of the biggest reasons why investing and working with a coach or a mentor is so beyond words valuable is because they're embodied in something you desire. They hold the embodied wisdom and knowledge from years of experience, education, that directly supports you instead of you trying to figure it out all on your own. And this should go without saying, but the most successful people in the world directly immerse themselves in the rooms with people that are there to help guide and support them. When you start to look at investing as this act of self-love, it's like, I deserve to feel supported. I deserve to feel seen. I deserve to be witnessed. I deserve to be held in, the, in, in a huge capacity as I am creating so much magic in the world. Like it, it changes everything. And so again, I stopped trying to convince myself why it wasn't the right idea or why it was a bad plan or why it wouldn't work or all the what ifs in the midst of desiring to invest in where my soul has desired to be. And so if you're somebody who constantly talks themselves out of investing, even though you know in your heart that you're meant to work with somebody, it is, is self-sabotage and it's time to face that shit. Also, integral leadership means you embody what you share on social media. I'm a better coach, facilitator, mentor, and leader when I allow myself to be deeply supported in the ways that I support other people. Just quickly interrupting today's episode to ask you a very important question. Are you ready to enter a chapter of your business that you'll remember for the rest of your life as you embody your liberated expression and unapologetically lead in your juicy magic? Let's face it, you're not looking for another space that temporarily satisfies your ego and leaves you wishing for more. You're deeply enriched and wildly excited by investing in a collaborative experience that's rooted in fulfillment, bold expression, 
empowerment, impact, and financial liberation that satisfies the fullness of your soul. You're invited to join Liberation, the Mastermind, a six-month deeply transformative experience for entrepreneurs and leaders who are devoted to entering a chapter of their life and business that's rooted in fulfillment, bold expression, empowerment, impact, and financial liberation. I'm so deeply excited to invite you into this space. You're going to want to make sure to head to the show notes and click the link that says rachelmeads.com forward slash mastermind to read all about the juicy details and to leap inside. Now back to today's episode. Another thing I stopped doing was overanalyzing every single move my soul was desiring to make. Analysis paralysis keeps you fucking small, keeps you playing small. And it's a huge indicator of challenges with perfectionism, which is directly looped in with unworthiness. Analysis paralysis is why you you hold yourself back from releasing certain programs because you're so stuck in analyzing it's why you over critique how you speak on videos it's why you judge yourself so deeply it's why you binge other people's content and then feel shitty about your own it's all the sneaky stories you have that you hold that keep you from tasting the richness of your life so much of entrepreneurship and leadership is moving with conviction moving toward discomfort being willing to walk with the fear, knowing that there's so many, so many experiences that you're going to have that are new to you, where you're not going to have the evidence of how it's going to work out or what it's going to look like. And it's your job to have faith and to trust and to, and to take action anyways. Let it not make sense to your mind. Release the know that, or the need to know how it will all work out. And put on your fucking CEO pants. And, and make moves like you mean it. I mean, if you are a business owner, you're the CEO of your company. You are the person who is in the driver's seat. And yeah, you are really the one that gets to do this. And it's a decision away. It's, a, it's your decision. You're a decision away from all the things you desire. And every day you, you are invited to keep choosing your vision, to say yes, to decide to move towards what you're really here to experience. I also stopped having I can do it all on my own mentality. I started to deeply value the energy of being supported both physically and spiritually. I hired my business. I am, wow, <laughs> what are words? I hired my husband to work in my business. I hired a therapist. I have a coach in some capacity always, and I work directly with my spirit team and source daily. I deeply value and allow myself to receive support and help. If you're familiar with the imposter syndrome archetypes, there's an archetype called the soloist, and it's one that I used to resonate with the most. It's this unconscious pattern where you feel like asking for help makes you look weak or like you're a fraud. And they may not be conscious to you, but there is something there where you feel like your self-worth comes from how productive you are and asking for help in any way makes you uncomfortable. And there's stories attached to this. And it's likely that you reject assistance from others or you avoid reaching out to your coach for support or 
you view needing support or desiring support as proof that you're not smart or capable enough. It's this feeling that you need to do it all on your own to prove yourself and or to others that you are enough. And in this, you also likely struggle with outsourcing certain things in your business and you will go through periods of convincing yourself that you don't need anything else. You don't need a coach. You don't need a mentor. You don't need anybody else's support whatsoever, even though deep down, you know you thrive when you have someone to lean into and lean on. And this was a trauma response for me. Healing and transforming this really happened through receiving support where I worked directly with my subconscious programming and my nervous system. Because again, if you are looking at your reality, your business, from a long-term vision perspective, having support in multiple ways becomes a non-negotiable part of bringing that vision to fruition. It's when you're operating with your short-term tunnel vision where you are oftentimes making decisions based on how good they feel in the in the moment, right? You make decisions based on just the immediate future, where you are now based and instead of based on where you desire to go. And this is the kind of behavior that keeps people cycling in the same familiar patterns and experiences again and again and again. And the reality is, is you're the only person that can decide to change that. No one, no one can do that for you. No amount of scrolling on Instagram, no amount of podcasts, no amount of anything outside of you will, can decide to change that behavior other than you. Because if you're doing all these things that inspire you, right? It's like, it's easy enough to like listen to this podcast. It's easy enough to read a person's social media posts. It's easy enough to read a self-help book. And then it's a whole other invitation to actually apply what you're reading to your reality and to choose to say yes to the transformation willingly and knowing that you're going to be uncomfortable. And I think it's a bold-faced bullshit lie that you tell yourself if you assume that your growth and transformation will not be uncomfortable at times. And until you make peace with the discomfort and understand that the resistance and the discomfort is actually a part of the process and you integrate it as such, you will continually find yourself again in the same familiar patterns and behaviors that are keeping you from tasting the beautiful reality that you actually desire. Another thing I stopped doing was having a funky ass relationship with how I viewed debt. And I've talked about this before. And I think one of the reasons why I'm really passionate about this piece is I believe that as an entrepreneur and as somebody who has a big vision, it's not always going to look the same as other people, obviously. And I think that there is this unconscious collective shame carried around debt and and there's this conditioning that says oh well if you occur debt you are irresponsible you're going to be 
unsafe, something bad's going to happen to you. And I really dis- I choose to dismantle this openly because of my own story and my truth that if it wasn't for resources such as credit cards and loans, I wouldn't have been able to make the vast majority of the investments that I've made in myself over the years. And it's fucking mind-boggling to me that there are people who shame others for utilizing resources to fund their vision and their business. Like the societal conditioning that says that debt is always bad and that you're doomed if you're in it is just so fucking gross and untrue. (laughs) If you're familiar with Amanda Francis, she has a a book um, called Rich as Fuck. It's a really great book. Highly recommend it. And she, she talks about how debt is money that you've spent on things that you're choosing to pay off over time. And she shares how she has seen so many entrepreneurs who have self-sabotaged their business because they were so focused on never going into debt. They were so focused on always needing to pay off their debt that they had little motivation to actually continue to create, to receive, and to attract money because they had this deep unconscious conditioning that it was bad and that if they they used resources that are a blessing to be able to utilize, that they were somehow a bad person or they were going to be unsafe. And she even shares about her own experience and how there was a huge period of her journey where paying off her debt was not a priority. Building her business, investing in herself, and living her life was. And of course, she would make you know, her minimum payments and things of that nature. It's not about being completely irresponsible with these resources. But she held the belief that the financial overflow would come. And if you hold the belief of financial overflow and that being the standard, well, overflow means that all debt is eliminated. And so as she grew her business and made more money, and hold, held that like deep belief of like, I could never spend it all type of money. Her business scaled tremendously and her savings grew and the debt went fucking bye-bye. And so I really think that there is this need to understand like if you are in a position where you desire to hire somebody or to work with a coach or to invest in a program and The only way that you can really do that right now is to utilize certain resources to be grateful (laughs) that you have those resources and approach it from this place of gratitude versus this fear and this constant waiting. Waiting keeps you stuck, right? Waiting continually creates more waiting. And sometimes you need to bet on yourself And immerse yourself in the spaces and in the rooms with the people that you know you're here to learn from that inevitably support you in creating a return on your investment and creating more financial income and creating the business that you're actually here to to create and to, to facilitate and to hold. And I too have this mentality that Amanda Francis speaks of. And I deeply understand that money isn't just arbitrary numbers and it's, it's, it's actually an expression of energy. And I deeply focus on my desires, my vision, and what life is asking to create through me. I invest 
I spend, I pay off things, I play. And I'm intentional with where I circulate money based on my desires. More than enough is the vibe. And living embodied in that belief has taken me places far beyond where fear ever could. And even just like a little story about this recently, you know, last year, um, I, it was about, I think it was around November. Even though my business was still bringing in money, it was my lowest income month that I had had in quite a long time. And there's a whole story behind this. I was, you know, going through a lot of grief. I had some really personal things happening with family and it was, it was a very, very hard time for me uh, emotionally. And so I had to really pull back on selling and launching and things of that nature. And I had already been invested in a, working with a coach, therapy, breathwork facilitator training. Like I was already, you know, invested in a lot of spaces and there was a lot of money going out already. But a coach that I really fucking admire so deeply, her work has deeply transformed my life in big, big ways. She released a mastermind and I just knew with every fiber in my being that I needed to be in it. And logically, it didn't make sense, right? Like I was already invested in these other things. I didn't really have what felt like to me, like the uh, overflow to just go for it. But I knew it needed to be in it. And I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm not going to not do this because I'm fucking making decisions based on what I see in my life right this moment. Like, that's not how I operate. That's not how I fucking do things. And so I used a credit card. I invested and thank fucking God I did because we're thriving now. So <laughs> I, I share this because I really think that if you are, are you, if you are truly all in on your vision and all in on your business, you are not, you don't have a plan B. You're not consistently fucking waiting around for things to happen. Like you are, you are a bold action taker. You are a brave leader. You move with conviction. And that really leads me into this last piece of what I stopped doing. I stopped waiting for it to feel easy before taking action. I stopped waiting for the fucking illusion of the perfect time. And I stopped asking for everybody else's opinion to try to validate what I already inherently knew was for me. I've always had a rebel soul. And if you're familiar with human design, I'm a 1-3 sacral Manny Jen. And it's just in my nature to be a time bender, a rule breaker, a massive portal for expansion, and to need to have experiences in order for me to see what's possible. And that does not fucking come from me sitting around wishing and waiting to, for life to happen. It comes from me actually living and doing the damn thing. Because the perfect time does not exist. Being ready is a fucking lie. Ready is a decision. It's not a feeling. I have not felt ready for the majority of what I have experienced in my life, but I choose to be ready by becoming the type of person who deeply trusts themselves in each chapter I step into. And, and the thing is, is it's not enough to just desire something. You must be willing to become the embodied version of that desire. You must become the embodied version of being the type of person who is holding that desire and is taking action that's in integrity and in alignment with that reality. So these are my personal truths, experiences, and ways of being. And I cannot 
I cannot express enough how important it is that you learn to make moves from unfuckwithable self-trust, leading in your unapologetic power, being liberated in your expression, and understanding that you must pair aligned action with your vision and your intentions to create the impact, money, and success you desire. I am really so fucking grateful for you listening to this episode. I really hope that you take this and feel into it and sit with it and to really start to ask the questions, where am I still holding back? Where am I still waiting? Where do I still have this tendency to only do things that feel good in the moment? Where am I still waiting for some future timeline to give me permission that I can do this or that this is for me? I I really, really believe that in order for you to create the success you're here to create this year, the impact you're here to create, the money you desire, the lifestyle you desire, like you, you need to understand that where you're headed will ask that you move differently And it doesn't mean that you're constantly, constantly meeting your edge and constantly taking risks that challenge you in the sense of having this like dysregulated fucking nervous system. But what it is, what it does mean and what I am saying here is that no one is going to hand you the life you desire on a silver platter. You co-create that with life. And the things that you desire only can really continually land in your reality and you have you not self-sabotage them away through presence through awareness through devotion self-discipline resiliency and you learning to continue to trust yourself again and again and again i hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and i'll talk to you soon 